Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance and today I am so thrilled to be speaking with the wonderful, amazing Dario Klimentova, who was former prima ballerina with the English National Ballet and is currently a teacher of the Royal Ballet School Upper School in London and is also a dance photographer. So we have a lot to talk about today. Hi, Daria. Hello. So let's start right back at the beginning um, of your illustrious career that you've had um, in the dance world. You grew up in uh, what is now Czech Republic. Yeah, well, I grew up in Czechoslovakia still, yeah. but it's a Czech Republic now. I am from Prague. And uh, you want me to start completely from the beginning? Well, when did, when did, <laughs> well, when did you start dancing and, and why did you start dancing? Well, I started to dance uh, when I was 10 years old. They, they basically put me to ballet school. Well, they, I did gymnastics before. Okay. You know, this, the one where you do the flick flucks. And uh, I really enjoyed that. And we had a ballet there and the teacher said that uh, ballet is got much longer uh, life than uh, gymnastics. So they asked me, would you like to be a ballet dancer? But I've never seen ballet in my life, so I had no idea. I just uh, asked, uh, am I going to be able to lift my legs? And they said, yes. They laughed at me. I remember this exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then I just nodded ahead and uh, I did audition. And uh, they took me, which was not very easy, actually. I didn't get a recommendation from one doctor. He looked at me and he said that my shoulders are going like this and that uh, I'm going to have problems with my back. In the future so he didn't give me a recommendation mm-hmm. but uh, my mom didn't give up because the the teacher at gymnastics she said they are very talented so we finally got recommendation from a different doctor who said oh it's going to be fine wow so have you had back problems um, as predicted or was he completely wrong no i was fine uh, i mean of course now i am in pain <laughs> but, uh, I think probably every ballet dancer is no. in pain somehow. Well, I developed a scoliosis, but it's nothing to do with uh, what the doctor was saying. Okay. So, starting ballet at 10 these days is particularly considered quite late, um, even with a gymnastics grounding. How did you find joining a ballet class at, the, at that age? Did you feel like you had to catch up? Or? Oh, no, 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 not at all. I felt like I was going backwards because it was, oh. I found it really boring in the beginning. I, did, I didn't quite like it first two years. No, because, uh, you know, when you do gymnastics, you're just running around and uh, doing all sorts of like challenging things. And then they, uh, the ballet, they, they put me, you know, next to the bar and they just wanted me to do badminton, it was so slow and just stand like this. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> You'd rather be running and tumbling and jumping and flinging your leg around. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was quiet and a slower child anyway, but uh, it's, it did excite me. I, I like challenge. So first two years I, did, I didn't like it, but then slowly I fell in love with it. I, I liked the skirts, I liked the tutus, and also because it was quite easy for me because I had the talent, so I quite liked that. I don't think uh, I worked really hard, but uh, because I could do it easily, it was okay. <laughs> That's which is which is quite fortunate, really. Yeah, no, I think so. I think you definitely yeah. have to have talent, and uh, it's very good if you work hard as well. <laughs> and also, if you are using your brain, you you have to have certain intelligence to know what to do with the talent. And when you uh, graduated, 
So you said the first two years were quite hard and then you fell in love with her. But was there a particular moment that you thought, I definitely want to be a, a professional dancer, I want to be the ballerina on stage? Was there a moment or was it continually gradual? No, there wasn't any moment like this. It's, it's just kind of, I haven't thought about it at all. It's just somehow, I don't know, just a life. I, I, I no, never ever for a second thought, okay, do I want to do this or not? It's, I just did it. Just became your life. But kind of when I was uh, younger, I always did everything what they asked me to do. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do more. But I did everything that they asked me to do. And you so I guess to well, they asked me to go to class, they asked me to go to next year, and that was it. But I, I did have a discipline, and I, I'm saying I didn't work hard, but when I'm thinking about it, I, I think I did work hard. Because I had a book, and I would write exercises, how many times I have to do it. In my holidays, we used to have two months holidays, which was crazy. So I had all this, this plan, and, and I did it, yeah. And I remember when I was 15, I wanted to have a ballet bar in my bedroom and a, and a mirror on whole one side. And uh, my, my mom said that, that I'm crazy and I'm going to damage the whole flat. Yeah, it's the image of the flat. <laughs> but then uh, I pushed uh, crying, yes, and I made, made a drama and my dad built it for me. Really? So, yeah, so, so yeah. I was practicing in my bedroom as well. So actually, it does sound like you had this inner drive and you were working quite I hard. Guess so. Yeah. But perhaps because you found it quite easy and enjoyable and didn't feel quite so difficult or hard work. Yeah, no, 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 I do, I do think I wanted to be good. Uh, yeah, I wanted to be very good. You wanted to be yes. good. And when you um, graduated out of the conservatoire, you uh, went straight into the company. Was that, uh, again, part of this natural progression of your career or did you stop at that point and think, which company do I want to go to or did you just join your national company? Yeah, no, of course I was thinking which company, but uh, uh, I was living under communism there, mm. so I had absolutely no idea what was happening outside, so there wasn't a question of that because we didn't know anything. I didn't know even it existed. We only uh, knew what's in Russia, in Moscow, Bolshoi, theater, and all this Maritsky, yes. That was a dream I grew, grew up on. Plisetska, uh, Maya Plisetska, that was like, a, you know, my hero, I wanted to be like that. But uh, my dream was, of course, to, to pick the best company in Czech Republic, in Czechoslovakia then, and that was the, the national company I wanted to get there, yes. And so you were, when you joined the company, you were immediately a soloist. Um, is that right? Yes, well, not, not immediately, not immediately but I had okay. a few months. Yes, uh, in the school I graduated with uh, Sleeping Beauty with the main role. And uh, the next year when I joined the company, they were uh, doing a premiere of Sleeping Beauty. And uh, yeah, they obviously seen me in the, with the school. So uh, they gave me the role, not the opening night, but I was working on it for a year. And uh, after I actually done the show, they, they promoted me. Which is I remember I had a, a first time in my life like a little shot of vodka like to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink, yes, but I remember that. <laughs> well, it sounds like quite a, a moment to be celebrated, um, you know, at, at such a young age and getting such a, an amazing opportunity, one which clearly you deserve. Um, but also, even after a year, you were promoted to principal uh, quite quickly, which is a phenomenal rise. How did you handle that or did it, did you again take this in your stride of life? No, I somehow, uh, I don't know, I, I didn't really realize the, the pressure then because I didn't really, I didn't, you know, when you don't achieve anything, somehow you don't, uh, I 
don't know, you don't feel like you need to prove something. Well, I, I, that was me at least like that. The, the more I was achieving, the older I was getting, and the, the, the more people were expecting from me. So that I felt the pressure that, uh, you know, they're spending a lot of money on tickets to come and see me and then I'm going to be bad, you know. So there was a pressure. But when I, when I was young, not really, not, not yet. I was trying to work hard and I had all these uh, ballerinas around me, the inspiration that was amazing. Yes. And you, you say you were living in this environment where you didn't really know what was going on outside of, you know, mm -hmm. the sort of Eastern Bloc. Um, but you ended up uh, moving out and going off to some quite interesting companies in your career. But when you were within that situation and you know, you're with the company, did you have always have aspirations to move on outside of your hometown, your home company, or did this come later? Well, no, I haven't thought about it at all. But uh, I will go back to school, yes. I, I did go like to competitions, like to Lausanne, or okay. to, you know, I, I did. Uh, so I, I did have somehow little idea what's happening outside and completely. And uh, in 1989, when I finished, actually graduated, that's when uh, the communism stopped. So it's all started to change. It was not quite changed, but uh, you know, the door opened so we could travel. And uh, I was three years in the National Theatre doing my dream in dream company, but I was still going to competitions just as a challenge. My teachers thought it was very good. And uh, I won competition in South Africa, in Cape Town, and that was like my first offer, uh, come and uh, guest, just as a guest artist in uh, Cape Town. So I saw, oh my God, amazing opportunity. So I went there and uh, I fell in love with Cape Town, with the life. <laughs> <laughs> there is not much culture, but that, at the moment I just thought, oh my God, Table Mountain and the sea, I want to live here. <laughs> so then uh, eventually I, I, you know, took the job and, uh, I thought uh, I will make money because in those days we had absolutely no money. Uh, I thought I will learn English and uh, basically experience. So I stayed only one year because there wasn't enough culture and I wanted more challenge. There wasn't enough uh, shows and uh, life was amazing and I put on weight nicely. I was going this way. <laughs> so uh, luckily I woke up and I just thought, uh, no, I don't want that. Can't <laughs> I want to go the other way around. <laughs> And so you then found yourself or found your way to the Scottish Ballet. Yes, that was again through that competition okay. because Galina Samsova, who was the director of Scottish Ballet, she was on that competition as well. And she did offer me as well, job. And also, if I remember now, I was Mayna Gilgurt. She as well, she, I'm not sure if she was in the competition now, but uh, she, she knew me and uh, she quite liked me. She wanted to get me to Australian Ballet. But it was quite difficult, if I remember. She, I couldn't get like a full-time job because I was from Czech Republic. So she wanted to manage somehow exchange, but then uh, I decided to go to London, I think, something like that. I just think you could have ended up with the Aussie life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been quite different to yeah. Scotland and then coming down to London. But tell us about your, your short time up in Scotland. Uh, it was three years yeah. and all I remember, not all, what I what I remember a lot is that it was freezing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, windy, beautiful uh, scenery everywhere. I've seen the whole Scotland, but uh, very cold. And uh, I really enjoyed actually. It, it was great repertoire. Gagnasamsa brought all the classical big ballets, 
I did uh, Anna Karenina and uh, all sort of things like this, made some nice dream roles I would never do in Czech Republic. Uh, but uh, I wanted to get to London. Yeah, so of course I went to visit London and I just thought, well, yes, that's the life I want to have there. Down in, down in the big capital. Yes. Yeah. And so, of course, you had this almost 20 years, 18 years at the English National Ballet. I was very faithful to them. It's, it's quite an extraordinary career to have with a, with a company, particularly such an amazing company as well. And I think your your time there is quite well, well documented. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, you've written, you know, there's an autobiography that you've published yourself on your time in, in your career and of course there's you know, film documentaries about your time there. And you've been out of the company now for over three years. Looking back on your sort of 18 years um, at the company, what do you think about the most or what do you remember the most um, looking looking back now, having a little bit of time away, you know, how does it give you perspective or what do you what do you think of it now? I'm just thinking like, how could I do it for so long? <laughs> Seriously. I know it sounds crazy, but just like thinking, how could I possibly do this for so long? such a pressure and it's like you have to be so uh, dedicated and it's just like this and I remember just for hours and hours just ballet just ballet you are not really open to anything you come home and you are exhausted you don't want to do extra step because you have a show next day it's uh, it's crazy actually but once you in it when you when you in it you don't really see this you you, you love it, you enjoy it, you want to do it, you want to be the best. It's, I, I see it only now when I am outside. And I remember when I left the company, I was walking on the street, yeah, and I just went like, oh my God, I feel like I can breathe now. Do you feel like a, a different person to ballerina Daria Clementova? Oh, I don't know if I'm a different person. I, no, I have no idea. Ask somebody else. <laughs> but it wasn't that easy as you think, yes. Yeah. The transition was very hard. It's, uh, and I'm sure it's hard for every ballerina, even if they say it's not, it is, it is really hard. Well, I, f I felt like the, there was a bridge, yes, there is the dancing life and here is the normal life, if you can call it. We will never be normal dancers. <laughs> and I felt like, well, I have to cross that bridge, you know, to, to change my life and, and to basically find a, yeah, a different happiness in something else. So I was crossing that bridge and I feel now like I'm... I'm nearly there. I'm not quite there, but I can kind of, I can see something there. And while you're on that bridge, what sort of emotions or um, sort of experiences do you go through on that bridge between leaving the dance world and trying to find the happiness in the normal beyond the stage world? Well, uh, it was my first. It was my decision to stop dancing because my last year. Uh, I would uh, prepare myself for a show and then I couldn't do the show because my knee would get swollen and then again it was like going like this and I just felt like it's um, it's hurting more than actually enjoying. No, no, I did enjoy it, it's nonsense because I was dancing with Vadim Muntagirov for yes. seven years before and it was like the best time of my uh, ballet career. We had so much fun, we had the same sense of humor, we wanted to achieve the same things and somehow we were even dancing, we just matched each other so well, I was shocked myself when I saw video, like the little details, we didn't even rehearse that, and, and uh, we like a one person, so that, that was amazing. 
so the whole atmosphere was basically amazing. We traveled around the whole world and had so much fun. So I missed that a lot. Yeah. But I, yeah, I did decide to stop and uh, just thought it was enough. And I thought, but you should move on as well. You know, like I cannot be younger than me, so I cannot just hold him down. There is no way. Exactly opposite, you know, needed to let go of him. And it was hard. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> he is amazing. Yeah. But after such an enjoyment, you know, I, yeah. I didn't quite enjoy 12 years before because I was with. Uh, someone who I didn't really get on and, uh, and they didn't want to separate us so that was hard and suddenly this came so I didn't want to let go of that even that was my decision to let go of it. It, it, all, it almost um, sounds like marriage in, in a lot of ways but in terms of you know 12 years with someone that you didn't quite fit with and then finding you know this wonderful dance relationship um, on and off stage in terms of friendship with someone who matched perfectly. Um, it's quite ex you know must be just quite ex an extraordinary experience having both of those in your life. Oh yeah, no, it was amazing. Of course, yeah. I mean, we're still very good friends, and you know, like we see each other every day. It's, it's not like that suddenly everything finished. Plus, uh, I, I finished with the English National Ballet. And uh, they are actually continue dancing. We were still guesting, we were doing galas, all sort of things for another, you know, about two years. But actually, still not a long time ago, and I still have plans of a few galas. <laughs> 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 Just doing something easy, you know, easier and easier. I, I don't want to put myself in the tutu anymore. And it's, of course, with Vadim. Plus, uh, just to keep myself fit so I can, you know, have a slim figure as long as possible. When he's got a gala and he's dancing with some girl from Russia and she's not, she cannot be rehearsing with him, he asked me to. So I actually go and rehearse with him. I mean, he's like a body there, keeps me fit and it keeps him fit too for the gala. Oh, it's wonderful that you're able to have that. So we still have fun. Yeah, that's absolutely. Without the pressure. That sounds quite nice. Yeah. So now that you've been uh, out of that um, world for three years, you're now a teacher at the Royal Ballet School, the upper school. Tell us about life as a teacher and you know, the transition of becoming this, I guess, different type of role in the dance world. Oh, it was, uh, it was very hard. It wasn't my dream to become a teacher, really. And uh, I made a few plans, yes, like what could I do, like be a photographer or be a gardener, like flowers, you know, couldn't imagine what garden means, you know, you have to do the soil as well, don't you, or something <laughs> like that, but I like flowers, <laughs> or be a teacher, and then at the end of the day, I just thought, it's really hard to be a photographer, to make a living out of it, so I thought I'll keep it as my hobby, and okay, I'll have my little garden, that's enough, <laughs> and I thought what I know the most is ballet, and I just thought it would be actually great to, to give all my knowledge and everything I experienced to, to somebody else. But the uh, first year it was really hard. First year completely. I wanted to give up. First month I wanted to give up. And the second month again. And it was like, yes, I just thought, no, this is not for me. And I thought uh, nothing can be better than dancing. Nothing. And I actually do still think that nothing can replace you know, all that amazing feeling dancing. I can imagine that it must be difficult to re replace that. So I, did, I didn't quite enjoy first year. I find it really hard to, because dancers, we are uh, on our own, you know, in our own 
world practicing doing this but mountain dues and we don't really talk to anyone you don't need to and now i suddenly find myself in front of 17 girls who are staring at me and i'm waiting what i'm going to say and uh, i i knew what i want to say but I, I couldn't say it because i wasn't used to speaking loudly i even couldn't count till eight you know you, you have to count all the movements and i would be counting till four and then okay well what's after four five or six or <laughs> Somehow I couldn't concentrate on, on giving them the corrections, plus counting and all sorts of things, like creating exercises. It was all new for me. But uh, this is my fourth year at the Royal Ballet School and I do enjoy more and more. I'm learning every single day. The hardest thing on teaching is to deal with, with the people, with each student. Each student is different. Some students you can push, some not, so it feels a little bit like a psychologist. Yeah, that must work. 17 students in a class. Yeah, 17 girls, yes. Yeah. It's hard. It's quite hard. And tell us about the, there must be some extraordinary differences between when you were growing up as a student and at um, an infamous school like the Royal Ballet School, with all of this incredible equipment and support, um, which is amazing that dancers have these days. It must, it must be quite an unusual experience for you. Yeah, well, of course, it's uh, incredible, yeah. I, I, experienced it myself, you know, during the dancing career, all this rehabilitation and uh, at the Royal Ballet School they have, a, they have their own nurse, they have a doctor, they have a, I don't know how many physiotherapists, they've got masseurs, they've got a whole Pilates room and all sorts of uh, plants, you know, fitness classes, it is amazing. We didn't have any of this, we, we just did ballet and, uh, and just ballet, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and it is absolutely amazing what they have here. And I, I feel very lucky that I managed to get the job. It was lucky, you know, like there is in the upper school, it's uh, three female teachers, three male teachers, and uh, there is not a free contract every year. Is that we don't, you know, some teacher don't leave every year. So it's very lucky, very good timing that I stopped and I got that job. So I didn't have to uh, become alcoholic, you know, <laughs> feeling sorry for myself that I can't dance anymore. Which would be very hard on one shot of vodka in the last 20 yeah. years. <laughs> so tell us about, um, uh, you know, what are students like these days? You know, they look to, the, you know, having you as a teacher who's had this amazing career. And, you know, we live in a world now where dancers, and perhaps a bit younger than the upper, upper school dancers, who see you know, YouTube and social media, and there's you know, an inundation of, um, sort of access to all different types of dance and dancers and dance tricks and you know versus technique and what are the dancers like these days um, if you can generalize at all oh it's difficult i mean firstly they are i think much stronger than we used to be i mean i think they, they work harder more hours well i mean it's difficult to say because like the generation before me or the Russian dance, they were amazing. They were yeah. absolutely amazing. So maybe it's nonsense what I'm saying, <laughs> but they are pretty good anyway. Uh, I do. I still do think they are uh, stronger than I used to be when I was young. But uh, and also they uh, have lots of inspiration from this YouTube. You can see, find any dancer you yeah. want from around the world. So that is, we didn't have this. We had to only trust our teacher complete trust with teachers, we didn't have videos, nothing. So uh, that was hard. You, you had to be lucky to get a really good teacher. <laughs> if you got a bad teacher, then you know, that's it, your career is over. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also think there's a lot of, uh, how do you say it in English, emphasis, you say emphasis, emphasis, emphasis on, uh, you know, lifting legs and of all the physique and having this unbelievable feet. Yes, I love it, but, uh, and, uh, and many pirouettes, you know, turning many yeah. pirouettes, but it, this is still art. It's you still have to tell story, you still have to be Manon, you still have to be Juliet. And who says that Juliet has to be with her legs, you know, like this behind the head on the floor bender? You don't really need that. You need to be feminine, delicate. You do need to have a strong technique enough, yeah. but uh, you need to have this, you need to have the heart, you need to have the passion, you need, you need to be actress, you need to be able to tell the story, you need to be able to, to show the difference between white swan and the, the bad black swan, for example. And I think we're losing that a little bit. Yeah, that must be quite a challenge for young dancers because they are getting so many different influences, not just from the one teacher or, or ballet director or ballet master. And seeing you know, this emphasis, particularly in social media and on the high extensions. You see on Instagram constantly those <coughs> videos and uh, the young ones, they get excited from 10 periods and they see it and then they want to go, okay, well, I want to do 11 periods. And then they do 11 periods and they post it, but no one really posts, posts it. I don't know, drama from Romain Juliet, do they? Isn't that exciting on that little video. And how do you teach or inspire the the artistry, you know, the, the, the narration and that storytelling, which often comes from within or from the preparation for roles? How do you inspire these new young dancers to take that into consideration? Well, we work on it. If you have a repertoire, I, I you know, uh, the Royal Ballet, they actually especially have all these uh, little things like uh, La Sylphide, you know, where you have to feel like a Sylphide, all sorts of things like this. And uh, we talk about it a lot. And in class, I, I do set some exercises uh, which are from maybe different ballets from a different mood. And together with the piano and with the music, we, we're trying to work on that as well. But I do have to push them to do lots of pirates too, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise they're not going to get a job. It's like a even the directors are expecting that. It's really such a hard, yeah, I do have to push them, you know. I cannot just go and say, well, don't, just do one. They're not going to pass in these days. And I do have to push them to live the legs too. But, you know, I, I mustn't forget to teach them all this. Why are we doing all this? Yeah, which is, yeah. and it has always been, that's quite a, a quite a perfection to try and achieve in, in all of those areas. And I guess that's what makes a brilliant dancer, doesn't it? So yeah, you can of do course, yes. all of this. Um, so the other part of your, your career um, yeah. you've spoken about is Daria, the photographer. So, um, and I love, I love your photographs. I think they're beautiful. But tell us about um, why you sort of picked up the camera in the first place. What inspired you to want to capture art you know I have no idea really what inspires me but I get excited with photos not just the ones I take I, I get excited even from filming like a, I don't know I, I just love ph- photographs for ph- photos I remember when I was uh, small my dad had some little primitive camera <laughs> I don't even remember what it was and uh, I so wanted to go in and click with the machine and like go and zoom and it's like just to see what it does so I remember my first photographs were of uh, my grandma's cat. Oh, really? This long hair, gorgeous cat. So I was taking pictures of the cat, all sorts of different experimentation. <laughs> and then uh, 
I didn't have camera for ages, but it was still inside me. But I was quite child and I was scared to ask, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then uh, I managed to get the camera of my husband <laughs> as a present for, uh, I think it's for Christmas. And I got a digital camera, I got Nikon, it was one of those old ones and the quality was really bad. And because I was in a ballet, I didn't have any other chance to go anywhere, so I started to take pictures of dancers. And that excited me as well, from different angles, different feelings, different positions. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm doing it as a hobby. And I think um, having worked with a couple of photographers, it's having uh, some a dancer taking photographs of dancers can be quite different to someone who hasn't been a dancer. Do you think it sort of gives you that different perspective on working with other dancers? I think it does help, but not always. There are some uh, amazing photographers who never Absolutely. dance, but yeah, so they, they just have it. They have the you know the eye. And uh, if you are a dancer, it doesn't always mean you can be a good photographer as well, not. Yeah. You know? It's it's yeah okay you know how the position should look like but then uh, you you have to know when to click yeah you know and now actually I, I do sometimes these photo sh photo shoots or the yeah. dress rehearsals from the front and there's millions of photographers and I can hear they just go Ch -ch 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 -ch. I can I just cannot do that what excites me is, is is to go and click in that right moment but then maybe I don't get it you know that they probably got it more than me but it's still the enjoyment is not there just to go. Like you want to capture a particular moment yes. that's particular to you yes. that you see that you can capture. And also, like quite often, I'm listening to the music, yes, and in that note, he should be there, but quite often, maybe he's not there. <laughs> so that's quite tricky too. Like I, I would go and click on that high note, but he's not there, so I have to actually watch the dance what he's doing. Yeah, interesting. Like, I guess you know all of the notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he's supposed to be out with the splitted leg, and he's actually down. He didn't take off yet. Yeah. I, I have to say, I have a huge um, respect for photographers who capture dancers beautifully. Um, those who are dancers or not dancers, I think it's an incredible art form, and you know, particularly now where you know social media there's so much emphasis as you say but on you know sharing of you know of uh images of dance and i think it well I, i'd be interested in your view but i think it perhaps helps the accessibility to, of dance and bringing different types of audiences to looking at these types of images and maybe thinking oh maybe i'll go to the ballet ones i think so yeah no definitely yeah i just wish there would be more on uh, television more ballet on television i mean here in Britain, you kind of manage better than anywhere else. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think I wish it would be there. I, I wish, I actually wish it would be the most, I mean, that it would be popular as football is popular. It will never be, but it would be amazing. It's a nice dream. Well, it was interesting. Um, I, I saw this report, at, um, I think it was done by uh, One Dance, or Dance UK, I can't remember, but it said, um, in the statistics that in the UK more people dance than do yoga which is you yeah. know who would have thought that that is true but mm -hmm. I guess you know something like five million people every single year dance in this country mm -hmm. which is a lot and yet it's not on TV very much mm. um, but tell me why, why is football so popular you know like uh, you just run after some stupid <laughs> ball. I mean, I shouldn't say No, that, I agree, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> you know, there is this one stupid ball, yeah, and then I don't know how many of these players in the team, yeah, and then you just go and, and run after it, like, 
you know, I don't want to say like what. <laughs> Why is this so exciting for everybody? I don't know. Why is not the Romeo and Juliet story the exciting in my yeah. I, I, agree, I agree with you completely. I don't understand what? the whole football thing either. I, I, I don't get it, you know. I'm sure maybe there's something in there that we don't see. I would rather be seeing Romeo and Juliet. Or maybe it was the Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, so I just want to ask you a couple of final questions. I wanted to quickly ask you about your masterclass that you have. Um, tell us about that. Okay, well, it's called International Ballet Masterclasses in Prague. <laughs> and uh, I started it uh, 15 years ago. I'm really proud of it, actually. I didn't know that it was going to go that far, that long, and I hope there will be another 15 years, minimum. Yes. Um, no, I just started, I just wanted to do something for the Czech Republic because there was nothing really happening like this. Okay, it was opening slowly, but no one really brought these uh, international dancers or students all together. And uh, I wanted to bring uh, all these stars like Evgenia Brastsova and Muhammadov to, to come to Prague and work with the students. I always, every year, give lots of scholarships away, uh, especially in Czech Republic. And uh, I, I thought it was a really great idea to you know, they could measure themselves, their ability with the international students. And also all these stars, they were all my friends. So first year they kind of did it for free. I told them that there's this danger, you know, that, uh, you know, that might be not, uh, you know, being paid at all. And uh, it was not, <laughs> but they, they agreed to this. So we did have a great time anyway. And then slowly kind of started to warn that uh, I am able to do it and uh, give lots of scholarships, and that's the main reason, basically, to have a good time, and hopefully they will take something out of it. And now it's you know quite the masterclass of the calendar year. It is quite amazing, and I, I also hope you get another 15 or, or more years out of it, or perhaps um, you'll have a, a legacy handing it to some other Czech dancer. Perhaps. Well, actually, my daughter, she's quite interested uh, oh. in doing it. She's, she's not a dancer, she's not dancing. But she is interested in, in this just to keep How it. How old is she now? She's 17. So she's kind of been there since she was born. <laughs> she, she knows how it works. And uh, yeah, no, she says she's quite interested to continue. So we'll see. Yeah, that sounds absolutely wonderful. And thinking about your legacy um, uh, and this incredible career that you've had, and you're still on your journey in the dance world. Um, do you have a particular um, vision or goal or legacy that you'd like to sort of leave behind or that you're still working towards in your life as in the dance world? You know, I just want to be healthy mm. and happy and enjoy, you know, the life. It goes too fast. I can't believe that uh, I feel like I started yesterday and now I finished down. It just, it just went like this. So I just want to be healthy and enjoy everything that I That's such a nice thing to want and to do. Yeah. I don't need to do anything else. Okay, so my final question then is, um, what advice would you give to, um, or what advice do you give to young dancers these days who would like to have this incredible career, long career, um, both on stage and, and beyond? Do you have any um, words of advice for dancers? Well, they, they have to work really hard because the competition is really high. Uh, but they mustn't forget about uh, life outside as well. 
it's uh, good to relax as well and take some days off. I find that the dances are very just maybe to say them fanatic, you know, and it's, it's important to balance that, to have a life and, and to have the dance. So, uh, and uh, mainly to enjoy, not trying to do it for someone, just do it for yourself. And if, if you get that, you, I think you're going to dance better. And, and can you tell when dancers are doing it for themselves or they're doing it because someone else wants them to? Yes, I can tell. You yes. can tell? Mm, I can tell. What, what is it that, can you sort of describe what it is that makes, that makes the difference? Well, you, 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 can, you can see the way they dance, you can see the way they rehearse, you can see uh, how many times they have breakdown, you know, things like that. Yeah, you know, you, I see, you can, I can tell. And particularly in such a tough world as well, it's not easy, is it? No, of course not. It's yeah. very hard, yeah. So much pressure. Yeah, it's a lot for someone who's quite young mm. as well. Well, well, thank you very much for having us today. It's wonderful. And check out the masterclass if you're an aspiring dancer. And if not, buy the book. <laughs> Thanks. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.